So I have a, a number of nieces, but I have one particular niece uh, whose name I won't say. Uh, but when she is playing a game, it's great, it's very interesting, because the rules of the game always change according to what she needs. You know, so say you've got three lives, you have to catch each other, you know, you've got three lives. And then she gets caught the third time. New rule, you can get caught five times. You know what I mean? This is how it works with her. So they get the rules constantly uh, vary, which was all fun and games and fine until she went to school and then realised that there are other boys and girls who play by the rules. And if you say, uh, I've got five lives, they say, no, you don't. <laughs> you're caught. You're out. And which led to a lot of tears. Um, but a, a good learning experience, you know, good learning experience. That when it comes to <coughs> when it comes to uh, leadership or responsibility, again, it's all great if it all works in your favour. But that's not what leadership is about. Leadership isn't about changing everything to benefit you. That's just being selfish. That's not leadership. So when, uh, today we we hear this interesting request. It, I, I find it very interesting. Um, the request of the mother of. of of Zebedee's son, so uh, James and, and John's mother. It's just a very interesting request. Promise that these two sons of mine may one sit at your right hand and the other at your left in your kingdom. Now, you see, with, you know, sitting at your right and at your left, these would have been the advisors of the king, okay? So these would have been like royal family uh, or royalty or, as I say, his closest advisors. So... It's a position of huge responsibility. It's not just a position of power. It's a position of responsibility. And this, this is why I, I don't find that proposal very attractive. Me, personally, I wouldn't be the least bit tempted to say, Lord, can I sit at your right hand in heaven? I don't want that responsibility. I don't, <laughs> I don't want all that responsibility on my shoulders. Thanks very much. I'll be grand. Like, but the idea that so, sometimes like wanting power, like you know, uh, wanting that kind of influence, even the idea... Of, of being an, an influencer. I have a friend who does a lot of work online. Uh, so he, he, it's a, a job that didn't exist 10 years ago, but uh, he takes people's online games and he comments, commentates on their game. So it's a thing, <laughs> apparently. And it's working well for him. He's a millionaire. Uh, but yeah, that's that, 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 that's that's the thing. But I said, how, you know, how's, how's it going? And he said, difficult to see. When, when, you're doing, when you're doing these comments thing, and, you know, it kind of cuts back to you with your headphones on and your, you know, your stylish studio mic there, and then you're back into the game and all the, the moves that the guy is doing. Whoa, check that out. And, um, and then back to you again and, you know, laughing at whatever happened. Um, and he said, it's really, really hard to stay relevant all the time. Because like things come and go in fads, you know, a certain game is popular for six months, and then after that's elapsed, <clears throat> now what do you do? He said, like I said, I have a team of people, and we're constantly researching and looking up the next trends and how to be relevant. So while it looks all fun and games to be an influencer, like it's really it's hard work. Also for those who do makeup, not that I know anything about that, but again, you have to have a certain amount, a certain persona that you present constantly. You have to always look your best. You know, it's like any of the superstars. Like if they go shopping in, in Lidl, it's, it, it'll make national news. Do you know what I mean? Uh, what, what's your name? Uh, the Mel, it was, and actually, I kid you not, it was on the front page of a tabloid paper over the weekend. Mel B, so Melanie B from the Spice Girls, said, I was so poor I shopped in Lidl. 
It's on the front page of a newspaper. Anyway, so, you know what I mean? Like, maintaining a certain persona in front of everyone all the time is really, it's difficult, okay? And that's only, like, minimal responsibility as regards how you influence a person. I mean, whereas, like, being a responsible for a king, for, for, for a, a city or a country, would you want that responsibility? I mean, okay, everybody will know your name, but would you want that weight of responsibility? Because it's all fun and games until now someone wants to invade your country. Now you have to make the decisions and the calls and send the soldiers into war and people will die and it was your call. Again, I, I, I think the idea of responsibility here, it sounds, it, it sounds, it sounds, sounds lovely in a way. I may sit at your right and at your left. But with that power comes responsibility. With that leadership, with that role of leadership, comes responsibility. And in a, to a degree, all of us are influencers. To a degree, all of us are leaders. To some degree. I mean, in your work environment, with your friends and your family, all of us, you have an opinion, you have a voice, people talk to you, people see you, what you do online, people see the way you behave, they know you go to Mass. So in a way, all of us are influencers. All of us have a certain amount of responsibility towards others, great to greater and lesser, lesser degrees. If you become parents, now you have a responsibility towards your, your children. If you have a responsibility in, in a parish or in a diocese, again, that responsibility increases. But there's this, there, is, there is a weight of responsibility that comes with power. And it's, it's not all about, you know, the glamour and the, the, the photos and the red carpets. Sometimes it's about hard work. The Lord will go so far as to say, you know, the pagans, you know, that among the pagans, the rulers lord it over them, and their great men make their authority felt. This is not to happen among you. Anyone who wants to be great among you must be your servant, and anyone who wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life, as a ransom for many. This is how the Lord understands power, authority. He sees them in, in, in terms of servant leadership. Servant leadership that you lead by serving. And there's probably part of us that thinks, well, if I, if I serve, I look weak and therefore I won't look like a credible leader. In order to be a leader, you have to be clear and dominant and everyone has to know you're the boss and they don't question you and they don't get in your way and you know there's, there's this kind of temptation I think to think that that's what leadership is and it, it, it doesn't work think about anybody who's ever inspired you to work harder work longer work better they were generally those who, who led the way not the one threatening you with firing you so servant leadership is the kind of leadership that the Lord demonstrates that the Lord lives that the Lord calls us to servant leadership so it's not about power, though there is power attached to it. It's not about authority, although you, it's good that virtuous people have authority. That's a good thing. But that's not the goal. So if we're leading, what are we leading towards? That's what it's about. What are we leading towards? What's the bigger picture here? Well, if I'm leading, I need to know where I'm going. So, in leading, we're trying to get to this, the heart of the Father. 
We're trying to get home. Home. You know, we're, we're in exile down here. This, this, this valley of darkness, this valley of tears at times. You know, it's not, not the best, it's not the worst place, especially here in Lincomer, it's not bad. But this isn't where we were meant to be. So this, this will end. But we we're supposed to be on a journey home. To our heavenly home, back to our Father, back back to the, 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 the entering the, the heart of the Holy Family. God is our Father, Mary is our Mother, the Church completed as our home, our holy brothers and sisters and saints, and all of the, 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 the gathering of the, of, of, of the family. That's where we're going. So in any difficulty or any obstacle that we come across, do I, do I blame God or do I claim God? Do I blame him and say, where were you and why did this happen and why did you let this happen? Or am I claiming him and saying, Lord, this is a moment now where I'm going to lean on you. This is a moment now where I'm going to rely on you. I claim you. I'm baptized. I'm a member of your body. So I claim that grace. I claim that grace for me now. I'm not going to blame you when things go askew, which they will. It was the Lord's word for it. The Lord said, in this world you will have trouble, but fear not, I have overcome the world. But he says, in this world you will have trouble. So things will go wrong, and buses will be late, and students will act up, and punctures will happen, and stubbed toes, and chipped fingernails, and all those kind of things. They'll all happen. And bad diagnoses, and the loss of those we love. These things... Uh, will happen. So do I blame God or do I claim God? In my role as, as a leader, whatever level that, that, that takes, in my role as a leader, do I blame God or claim God when things are difficult? Do I recognize what he, the responsibility that he has placed in my hands and the good that I can do and the good that I'm called to do? The Lord has called you to build up his kingdom as a servant leader. So we ask the Lord today to, to teach us how that works through the example of the saints, the example of Our Lady, through the example of the Lord himself. For the Son of Man came not to serve, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many.